see right before our very eyes what God is doing to heal those who are on their grief journey. So share with someone that you may know that has experienced a loss and they need grace and support and this platform to help them along the way. Griefshare.org to register. And there's a $20 fee for the workbook, but we are funding the workbook. So share this information with those that you know, again, who are in support uh, or need support due to loss and grief. At this time, we want to just say to you, welcome to our worship. And let us take our announcements accordingly as we proceed now into our worship. Welcome. God bless. Before we go into a, um, a couple, couple of selections, blessed by Sister Anna, we'd, I want to lead you to John for the scripture, the book of John 11, chapter 11, verses 25 through 26. And just a brief reminder, it leads us to when Jesus was talking to Mary. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Amen. Amen. Now, if we would ask Sister Anna to please lead us in a few selections of her heart desire. Heart's desire. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you. Lift you up. You're King of Kings and you are Lord of Lords. We bless your holy name, Lord. We are honored to be in your presence. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you let your everlasting light of glory shine in us and through us so that the world may see you and worship you as King of Kings. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days are held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head down, I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath as I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I will sing of the goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire and darkest nights. You've been there like no other. I know you as a father. I know you as a friend. In all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes, I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after. 
And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yes, I will sing of the goodness of God. Thank you, Jesus. You've been good to me, Lord. Praise and praise and magnify your name, Lord. Glorify your Jesus, your King of Kings. Your Lord of Lord. Lord, let us forget about everything else besides you right now and just give you the glory in this moment. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Change me, oh God. Watch me through and through. Create in me a clean Praise your Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory to your name, Lord God. Let your spirit come down, Lord Jesus, and bless us with your presence, Lord God. Lord, enlighten our minds. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you. He's so faithful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. He's so faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As we just bask in his his presence. I'm going to um, begin to transition us to our faith statement. And as we transition to our faith statement, if we just remember the, the lyrics, make me more like you. Make me more like you. As our faith statement comes up, I will ask that the congregation join me. I'll read the first line. Congregation will follow with the second line. And the last, if we will all read together. Amen. So now, if it's tiny on your screen, you have the option to enlarge it on your screen so that you can read it with me. And if you would unmute and we'll go slowly so that everyone will have the opportunity to read together. Azusa International Foursquare Gospel Church, soon to be commemorated as Azusa International Ministry Alliance. Our statement of faith. We believe the Bible is God-inspired. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. 
change. We believe that man was created in the image of God, but that by voluntary disobedience, he fell from perfection. Romans 5, verse 12. We believe we have no righteousness that must come to God, needing the righteousness of Christ, Ephesians 2 and 6, 2 and 8. We believe that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, signing the pardon of all who believe on him. John 3.16, Romans 5 and 8. And you all read first, John. Repentance. Repentance. Yes. Are justified before God. First John 1 John 1.9 We believe that the change which takes place in the heart and life at conversion is a very real one. 2 Corinthians 5.17 and Galatians 2.20 We believe it is the will of God that we be sanctified constantly in the faith. Hebrews 6 and 1. We believe that baptism by immersion is an outward sign of an inward work. Matthew 28, verse 19. We believe in the commemoration of the Lord's Supper by the symbolic use of the bread and juice of the vine, 1 Corinthians 11, 24, and 25. We believe that it is the will of God that we sanctify daily, growing Hebrews 6.1 Drop down to We Believe for Acts 2 and 4. We believe that the Holy Spirit is to and with power and that is it come is after the same manner in Bible days. Now, together, we believe that it is the will of God that we walk in the Spirit daily. Ephesians 4, verse 30-32. Now, Anna, if I may ask, can we hear that last verse again, or come up if you if you if it is your will for another selection? Your goodness is running after; it's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mm -hmm. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, oh, I will 
of the goodness of God. Yes, I will sing of the goodness of God. Amen. 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 I ask to go back to that because even with our statement of faith, as we prepare our hearts and minds for the word that is about to come and just edify, and just edify everything that we've shared thus far this morning, from the prayer through praise and worship, the scripture, our even, even our statement of faith, and our announcements to all keep us that most of the information in the announcements was information to keep us with him throughout the week, from the Bible studies to the prayer meetings to the prayer calls to the activities that we embark upon within our community, the work that we do. It was all, or it is all, just keeping us daily engrossed and embarked and as one with our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as they grow more and more inside of us, just resonating and burning inside of us, just pushing us to do his will. So I pray that um, the word that is going to be shared with us today will also just catapult, you know, and just spill over into us to hold us. And as we come in contact with those that may seem to drain us, no, 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 no. We will be renewed every time we speak his word. So I'm going to pass it over to Sister Christine at this time. Well, Pastor Christine Jackson, I apologize, Sister, <laughs> to Pastor Christine. You're, you're muted. Praise God. We just bless the Lord for this day. Yet the day that the Lord has made, we choose to rejoice and be glad in him. And we just honor God again for yet this opportunity to come together in fellowship one with another, linking arms and, and knowing that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So as we move forward, with the word of God, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus, that Lord God, you cover, you take over God, you Lord God, perform Lord God, through again your word God, that which is true, your word never comes back to your void. So we ask in the name of Jesus, that our ears be inclined to hear what thus saith the Lord, as we again receive the bread of life, again, that will just sustain us from day to day. And we ask God for those who are absent, Lord, we ask a special blessing, that you again would reach out, Lord God, and touch their hearts. And again, sound the alarm, Lord, letting them know that you're soon to come. So let us prepare our hearts and our minds as we receive again the woman of God who will render unto us, oh God, the treasures from heaven that you have prepared for this day. For that we are so grateful. So let us at this time welcome again none other than our wonderful administrator, the woman of God who is well-learned in the word, the woman of God who studies, the woman of God who meditates day and night, the woman of God who serves with all of her being. God, in the name of Jesus, let us welcome at this time our pastor and our chaplain, Tiffany Daniel. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Sister Christine. Pastor Christine, I'm sorry, it's just interchangeable, my sister in Christ, okay, with our Azusa family, and um, I do want to respect, she is our assistant pastor, so when I say sister, do not, please do not feel that I am being misled, okay, okay, yes, thank you so much for that prayer, and I will feel remiss to just not mentioned within grief share. Yesterday, we had to cancel grief share because of, you know, technology. As, as we pray and say how much we're so thankful for technology, 
But out of that came another blessing because even though we dismissed the grief share study yesterday, those that chimed in had the opportunity to share how grateful they are and even to share how the grief share ministry has helped them. And and I have to say that if we were live in the class, would that have been shared? You know, because we would have, yes, we give them the opportunity to share, but we would have gone on with the lesson and would they have been, would it have been impressed upon them because of the missing of that session yesterday to open up and just say how much it means to them and how much it has helped them, you know? So praise God for you continuing with the grief share and just, I I, I just pray that it just warmed your heart so much that it touched you so much. And I know with the technology, I'm not even sure if you had the chance to read all the layers of testimonies that were coming in. But when you do, may your heart just be overwhelmed and know that what you are doing, God has definitely, he is definitely, he has definitely ordained it, but he is definitely overseeing it. And thank you so much for your steadfastness in that area. So yes, to God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. So as Pastor Christine prayed for me on this message today, and I won't be before you long, but I have to give credit where credit is due. Like I said, it was a technology snafu, and it's like, okay, here I am before you again on this week, and I have to give credit to one, my Lord and Savior, and it's like, okay, let's pull this together, you know, that, you know, that cliche, we like to always use, be ye so ever ready, right? (laughs) And it's like, okay, Um, so I'm going to give credit to not just the version uh, Bible, because I can take it with me everywhere I go, even though I have a hard copy Bible, I said, I'm going to always keep a hard copy Bible with me also in my car and, and everywhere, because we never know when you may be caught without being able to get to that technology. But I also want to give credit where credit is due to the navigators. So if you don't know the navigators, it is a a discipleship um, group or nonprofit. And they send lessons out every now and then. And today I decided to share or use one of their discipleship tools in my message for today. But I want to take us back to, again, last week, you know, we celebrated Easter. And for us, it's like, okay, yes, we remember or we recall upon the resurrection of Christ or what he told us he was going to do. So it's coming into fruition. But we didn't live it back then with the disciples. So, Father, I pray that you will have your way. I know that I may have information written on these papers here, Father, but you have your way. Lead me and guide me in the way that you desire for me to lead this message on today. In Jesus' name, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Amen. So, because stuff started coming in. I apologize. And I'm like, whoa, okay, already off script, right? So let me, (laughs) again. So, as we know, we, we've read the stories to say he came back and we know about doubting Thomas, like, oh, I'm not going to believe it. I, if I don't see the holes in his hands or the piercing in his side. And I wanted, you know, every time I read that, I'm kind of like, how dare you? You've just seen all the amazing things that have happened with your own eye. And he's told you that these things are going to happen, but yet you still say, like many of us do. Oh, well, unless it drops right in front of me, I'm not going to believe it. So he actually said in his presence, when they were preparing to have their supper after the resurrection, he actually said, I don't believe it. I'm not going to believe it. 
unless I see the hope. And, and Jesus is omnipresent. So when he arrived, not quite in the flesh, but as he was transcending, transcending still, he came in and I said, oh God, Jesus, Jesus is, what, 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 um, excuse me for lack of other words, Jesus is gangster. Okay, because he comes in and, 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 and he not he's not being brutal or cruel about it because most of us would say step in the room and say, I heard everything you said. Right. No, he, 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 didn't, he didn't come like that. But he came in and he said. Here, do you need to touch it? You know, do you need to put your hand in it? Because I heard you, but he didn't say that. But he said, I heard you. Now, if that had been one of us, we're in the other room or something. And we, how do you feel when the other people, you hear people talking about you? You know what I mean? And it's not always in an uplifting way. You come in and you feel in some kind of way, right? But not our Jesus. So he came in and he just said, touch me if you like to. You know, he said, well, you can feel the hole in my side if you want to. But then after that, he was with them. He was gone for three days and then he was with them and then he had to leave them again. And as he left them again, he shared and broke the bread for them to remember him. And then he shared once more, I'm going to prepare a place, but I have to leave you. And he's telling them these things. And now I want us to take a seat at the table and just imagine how we would be feeling as our loved ones tell us sometimes when they're when they're knowing that they are about to leave us i love you but i have to go you know i can't stay in this body any longer but i will see you again and as our loved ones transition we feel very sad so when we think about the disciples, they had been with him for what? Many of them, maybe three years, right? As he, that was his time for his crusade, I'll say, on the earth, walking in the earth. So for three years, they had grown to love him, to know him. And he was like a brother, or I mean, even, even though rabbi, messiah, and all the other titles that he had, he had become like a brother, somebody that we wake up and we're used to sing. So for spouses or siblings, we're just used to seeing them every day. So when he said, I have to leave, and this time you won't see me anymore, can we imagine how they felt? Not only were they losing a sibling, but a leader. And just imagine them saying, now, now I can imagine them looking at Peter because he always look towards Peter to do things. So I guess we can say Peter was like in one of those next leadership positions, right? But just to their dismay, we know that it tells us they kind of like scattered, right? But for this particular time, they stayed together and they were like in awe. What do we do? What's happening? What are we, what, what, what are we supposed to do? Can you imagine the questions that were going on in this space? Now I want you to think in today's time, well, maybe before I was born, but you know, today's time, we look at a leader that we had the same way. If we think about, not to say that he's equal, okay, don't, don't take it that way. But if we look at Martin Luther King and the disciples, so to speak, that followed him or that surrounded him, and on the day that he was assassinated, that they took his life also. Can you imagine, now for those of you that were doing that time frame, can you imagine what was going on in your minds? Again, I'm, I'm trying to equate from the table to, to, to the 60s, to say, oh, they took our leader, because that's what most people were saying, right? They, they took our leader. Now, what are we going to do? And even as we look to today, 50 years later, we still look and say, we don't have a leader for our culture, right? We still say, we don't have a leader since his time frame. So what are we doing? So now let's go back to the disciples 
And think about it. In that space, they were lost. They were lost for a time. And they had to bring themselves back together. So now I'm, I'm going to go to John, back to the book of John, just to think about our belief system. Because our belief is stronger than death. Imagine your brother has been dead for four days. The grief is now so overwhelming that every part of you feels numb. So it can be a brother, sister. Just think grief, okay? Grief. Your tears have run dry. You just can't cry anymore. Your, your body is just weak and feeling pain. And for your loss, and then the pain starts to dissipate, right? But you're still, still missing your loved one. Then Jesus, your friend, the one that you thought, or the one that you thought was going to be the prophesied Messiah, he comes, the savior of the world, the one who's been doing miracles all over the place, he shows up. Your loved one is gone. Let's think about Lazarus now, okay, with Mary. And you're thinking only he wasn't there to stop the death. He wasn't there to save your loved one in the first place. Because that's, that's many of us, our first thoughts. Like, why? Why? You know, why? Where are you? Where are you when I need you? You know? But then... Jesus does something completely unexpected. He tells Lazarus, who has been dead for four days, to come up out of the grave. And their brother Lazarus did just that. He walked up out of that grave alive. Jesus knew that the raising, the rising of Lazarus was merely just a tidbit of the things that he could do, but it was for all to witness what was still to come. He'd eventually, as we know now, conquer death, but they didn't know it back then. In the end, the grave would not have the final say. Those who believe in him were never will never truly die. Follow me. If you believe in him, we will never truly die. Our loved ones, if they believe in him, they will never truly die, but transfer from the broken world to something much better. That's why these same words Jesus spoke to Lazarus' sisters, you know, Mary, Martha and Mary, right? Just before Lazarus' miraculous moment where Jesus spoke to him and he came up out of that grave still wearing his, I'll say, mummified clothes, right? He was still in the, in the grave clothes, the cloths or whatever, and he walked up out of there. But Jesus looked at them and he said, I, and the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this? And he looked at his sisters and he said from John 11, 25, and 26. Do you believe this? Now, I really need you to believe this today, just as he needed them to believe this back then. Do you believe this? Because in order to believe that, you have to stand on your faith and you have to believe in Jesus and what he has told you 
all along. Now remember, now he's still in the flesh and he's still walking with them, but they've witnessed him doing so many miraculous things. So now that he has done this, you can just imagine they're all like, I mean, come on. How would you feel at a funeral? And somebody got up out of their casket. Come on now. (laughs) Martha probably had a billion questions and possibly just as many others doubted, but she had been with Jesus. See, that's the key. She had been with Jesus, so she knew. But for those that had not been with him, seeing this for the first time, they are astonished. And she's seen his power, and she couldn't deny it, nor could she deny his love. And that's why Martha responded with, now go with me to verse 27. And I'm reading today from the New Living Translation, okay? But she says to him, yes, Lord, I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Martha had the faith. She had the faith. She said she is. It's like when you when you see somebody and you're like, it's something, it's something about you, but I just can't put my my finger on it, right? And then as you start watching them or you get to know them better, you're like, oh, I knew it. I knew it, right? I knew it. I always knew it, but I just, you know, I just didn't have enough, enough tangible evidence to believe it. But now. I can say, yes, I know and I believe because though our earthly bodies may die, God has more in store than we can even imagine. But the key is, do you believe? Let's echo Martha's heart to believe that the Lord is exactly who he says he is. Although she was hurt for four days, her brother had been gone. They had prepared his body, buried buried him in his birth, in his, uh, excuse me, his, what we call now his grave site. They had buried him and put the rock, shut the door, right? Sealed it. Let's trust God with more than what our eyes can see because Jesus showed up and just called out his name. He didn't even go in there and touch him. He just called his name. And let's have faith to follow him to the end because remember, he just called his name. And Lazarus rose up. So we know Jesus rose from the dead. But we can also say Lazarus rose from the dead. Jesus called his name. So going back to Christ is risen. Now he has revisited the disciples. He's left them with instructions. And now he has gone to prepare that place that he's been telling them about. He's also told them that he's going to send them a comforter. But after his death, as we know, that's what, 50 days? Pentecost, right? Took place 50 days after Christ died. So can you imagine? Well, Tiffany told me that, you know, she was going to send me something. Now, now, I'm not saying Tiffany told you she was going to send you a comforter, right? I'm just saying, we're having a conversation here. And I'm saying, okay, I'm putting it in the mail today, right? And we know the mail normally comes in what, maybe, you know, three days nowadays, where it used to take a couple of weeks, right? So Tiffany said she's going to send you something. And you're sitting around waiting, waiting. The disciples now, because Jesus said he was going to send them a comforter. He didn't say how long. Remember, he didn't tell them how long it was going to take, right? But he said he was going to send them a comforter. 
So every day, can you imagine their wake and call? Have you seen anything? Have you heard anything? Well, he said he was going to send us something. What, what are we supposed to do, right? So let's go through just a small little keepsake for us as we await also in the flesh right now for Pentecost Day. Because you know what? Our pastor said he's holding the fort down on Pentecost Day. He's going to be back and he's going to share with us on Pentecost. So let's say we're waiting for pastor's return, right? But every day that we wake, oh, 50 more days, excuse me, 49 more days and a wake up, right? 47 more days and a wake up, right? He's been gone for two weeks now, right? Okay, how many more days is he going to be gone? How many days is it going to be before he sends us what he told us? We're waiting on this gift and we're anxious, right? But meanwhile, we don't know what to do because he's told us we're supposed to what? Go out, right? We're supposed to keep what he keep doing what we were doing with him, but now he wants us to do it without him? Come on now. What are we supposed to do? So let's take heed. And before the Holy Ghost came, let's look at some of the messages that were already written in the Old Testament. I'm going to go to Hebrews 3, verse 12. Some of the messages that have been written in the Old Testament that can keep us while we await the New Testament to be fulfilled. So we have... Let me see. We've gone seven days. So what do we have? Uh, 40, 43 days left for Pentecost. So let's say we're waiting. We are in the waiting stage. And we really, you, you know how we do when the shepherd is away, right? Hmm. What did the sheep do when the shepherd is not there? He's gone to find that lost one. But what did the sheep do when the shepherd is not there, right? So let's, hopefully you've gotten there to, hopefully you found or turned to Hebrews 3 and 12. And it says, in order to trust God, you must always view your adverse circumstances through the eyes of faith, not your senses. Hebrews 3 and 12 reads, take care, brother, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. So again, every day, in order to trust God, we must always view our adverse circumstances. Because see, we're we're holding it down. We're staying on course. We're staying in this space because we're counting down the days. Even though the disciples didn't know how many days it was going to be, but we do. We know it's 50 days after that we wait on the day of Pentecost. Okay, so we're waiting. We're in the waiting stage. Next, we're going to go to Galatians 1 and 7. Because God did not simply create and then walk away. He constantly sustains us that which he created. Right. And we don't have the Holy Comforter. Well, they didn't have the Holy Comforter then, but is telling us in Colossians 1 and 17, he is before all things and in him, all things do what? Hold together. Okay. So if all things hold together, that means that while we stand fast, we are believing and holding the fort. We're holding it together. We don't know, at least the disciples back then, they didn't know how long they had to hold it together, but they held it together based off of the written word from the Old Testament, right? Then I'm going to go to Psalm 115, verse 3, because now they're relying on their confidence in God's total sovereignty, and it's crucial right now. For them to be able to trust in him. And Psalm 115 reads, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. So if we're believing in him, he's holding us together. 
and he does all that he pleases, not our will, but his will to keep us together until the comforter comes. Ephesians 11, excuse me, Ephesians 1 and 11, because now God will fulfill, remember God's will, not ours. So God will fulfill that personal plan just for you. And Ephesians 1 and 11 reads, in him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of whose will? Not ours. His will. Jeremiah 29 and 11. Because in this waiting stage, we must honor God by choosing to trust him when we don't understand what he is doing or why he has allowed adverse circumstances to occur in our lives. Excuse me, Jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and hope. This is Old Testament, giving them their foundation in the New Testament while they await the comforter that Jesus told them he was going to send. Next, in Romans 8 and 31, I know going back into the New Testament, right? But God does sovereignly intervene in our lives and in our hearts so that, again, as long as it's not against our will, right? So that their decisions and actions accomplish his purpose for our lives. And Romans 8 and 31 reads, if God is for us, who can be against us? As we move on back to the Old Testament, excuse me, Lamentations 3, verse 32. But as you get there, let me share. Find assurance in the fact that God does not willingly remember, does not willingly bring affliction or grief your way. He has no delight in you experiencing pain or heartache. God never wastes pain. Remember, because he doesn't, he doesn't inflict the pain. He simply removes his hedge of protection. And when he does that, it is normally because he uses it for us to feel what it's like without him so that we, he can come back in. And say to us, are you ready now? Are you ready to have me back in your life? So that sort of allows him to accomplish his purpose through us. Because we get tired of being beat up when we're not under his protection. So Lamentations puts it this way. Though he caused grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grief the children of men. One more, well, two more, excuse me, Psalms 37 and 3. You're absolutely dependent upon God. Remember, when he removes his hands, that's when Satan is allowed to step in. So we're dependent upon God, yet simultaneously responsible to diligently use whatever means are appropriate for the occasion. But when we read in Psalms 37 and 3, it tells us, the guidance says, trust in the Lord and do good. Right? It doesn't say, okay, because bad is happening to you, you're allowed to, you know, revenge and all those types of things. No, 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 no. And the last one, and that's going to come out of Isaiah 55 and 9. But God 
in his infinite wisdom knows exactly what you need to grow more into the likeness of his son. So when he removes his hands, it's almost like, how can I say, when our parents are holding us and we feel the warmth of our parents, the love of our parents, the care of our parents, even though a lot of times we may think, leave me alone, right? Or let me do it my way. But our parents are constantly telling us or guiding us or warning us, don't go out that yard. Don't do this. Don't do that. And what is the first thing that we want to do, right? So as soon as they turn their, their eyes, like God, as soon as he releases us, what do we do? We go and do the mere things that he told us not to do, right? So going to Isaiah 55 and verse 9, it says, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So as we go through the 50 days and we await the Pentecost, Pentecost, or we await the comforter, the gift that Jesus said he was going to send us. We have to stay the course. So as we await our shepherd, our bishop, our pastor, who is away, we have to maintain because the floodgates will open because they know the shepherd is gone. People don't show up. People don't govern themselves accordingly. They don't come to prayer. They don't come to Bible study. They don't come to worship. How are they being covered when the shepherd is away? They had to hold it together. Going back to the upper room for the disciples, they had to hold it together because each one started gleaning and edifying Jesus and just saying, oh, remember, he told us this, or remember, he told us to do this, or remember when he did that and he spoke in all those parables, he spoke in the parables so that they could remember it. It would make it easier for them to remember a story than for him to give them scripture. So he spoke in ways that it would be embedded, not just in their hearts, but in their memory. So now that he's absent, and they don't know, again, that it's only going to be 50 days. Again, that's what, maybe a month, a little over, not quite two months, but a month and like a half or, you know, a, a, a fourth. And, you know, they don't know how long it's going to be. But they need to glean on each other. While the shepherd is away, that's when we should be coming closer to hold on and to hold each other up and to support one another, to keep the message going and to keep us from falling apart and breaking down to say, what am I supposed to do now? Each one teach one, but each one glean off of the other. We should be communicating more, not silence. This is when we need to learn to build off of one another. So that when our good shepherd returns and he asks for his report, we're able to give him a good report. So that when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit, they were all right there. They had not scattered. They were all still right there waiting and edifying one another. And when that day came, I'm not going to go into it because pastor said he's got that, right? But when that day came, oh, what a mighty day it was for them. But it equipped them. But if they had not held it together, if they had not prayed for one another, if they had not prayed over one another, if they had not quoted scripture or shared stories with one another, not only would they have been physically broken for straying away, and just being snapped up by the devil or all those that were out there with him saying, weren't you with him? Weren't you with him? We know you. We know you because we know eventually they were all, for lack of other words, murdered or killed. They were all. But can you imagine 
what life would have been like as they had gone out there before they had the Holy Ghost within them. Can you imagine them trying to go out there into the wilderness and share what they had seen, what they had witnessed, what they had been taught before the Holy Spirit had been with them? So family, as I close today, I just want you all to remember that our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Psalms 33 and 21. All right. Just remember, only as you know him intimately and seek to obey him completely, will you be able to establish a trusting relationship with him. So while our bishop, pastor, senior pastor is away, we must remember that we have to stay together. Hold the fort. What's that song? What's that saying? Hold the line, right? Hold the line because we don't know the hour or the day of his return. But while he is away, we want to give him a good report. So in Jesus' name, I pray that this was adequate for your hearing and for your receiving on this day. And thank you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Oh, God bless you. I tell you, um, uh, Chaplain, this message is so, so timely. And it's like um, it's like a check, mm-hmm. a self-check. Mm-hmm. And I believe, you know, as you started out, you mentioned how um, Jesus, the miracles that he performed, and the miracles he performed weren't just minute miracles. We're talking about raising somebody from the dead. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> how, Amen. how after four days of natural death, mm-hmm. he performed a supernatural resurrection of Lazarus. Mm-hmm. So even for us as disciples and believers of Christ, if it is written, it is so. Don't we shouldn't be so I guess uh, the word I want to use is it's good to be inquisitive on what's next. It is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. remain in a position and posture mm-hmm. of obedience. And not just obedience, but of faith and trust in Christ. We as believers, yes, we should know that it is so that the word of God says that when we pass from this natural life to death, we're only sleeping until the return of Christ. And mm-hmm. I love how you use the example of a bishop being away. While mm-hmm. he is away, we are to, again, support one another. We are to stay in prayer because we do not know when he's going to return. And that, in the literal, natural sense, yes, we're referring to Bishop, but Mm -hmm. even referring to when Jesus comes back and he is coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. Mm -hmm. So we must, again, stay the course. And then you went to Ephesians 1 and 11, where there is a plan already before the foundation of the world for each one of us. Mm-hmm. And that our inheritance is attached to that plan. But again, it goes back to obedience. And even while Bishop is away, we should be, again, continuing to contend for the faith one, continuing in every opportunity, whether he was here or not, to mm-hmm. find ourselves available, ready, and open for prayer, mm-hmm. Bible study, worship service whatever opportunity and whatever door swings open to be in assembly with our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And then you gave the consolation that no, God does not delight in our experiences of pain, but he will use those to allow us to grow in him and to let others see that it sometimes takes pain, bruising, and crushing for God to get the best out of us. Mm-hmm. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And then in closing, as you mentioned, uh, Pentecost, we should be on anticipation, waiting to see again, after the experience that pastor or bishop has had over and across the seas with our brothers and sisters, 
again, who love God with all their heart and their worship, and we've all, of course, the day of Pentecost, they all ended and they were all in one accord. So we just bless God again for that awesome and timely word. And we encourage each and every one to continue in the faith and not allow any distractions to take us off course from what we've been called to do. The world is getting darker. The times are different. And the, the opportunity to worship and fellowship is priceless. So we must, again, stay the course. So we bless God again for our uh, wonderful, wonderful word uh, coming from uh, Pastor Tiffany. So let us again just take these words and seek God, wait in anticipation for yet what is to come, because the best is yet to come in Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much, always, for edifying. Um, so now as we transition, we're um, going to drop off. We're going to transition into um, praise reports and um, prayer requests. But for those that are streaming live with us, I'd like to say thank you so much, whether you're streaming on YouTube or Facebook or even on our podcast, which is now a part of Spotify, right, um, on Live Today Health Talk or Talk Health Today right? Or Facebook page for Azusa International Foursquare. Um, please, please govern yourselves accordingly. If you have decided to join us where you could have been any place else, we thank you. We are so grateful. And we pray that there was something shared with you today that has changed your life. So an invitation, if you do not know God or do not hold our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We give you this invitation today to repent and ask God to come into your life, come into your heart. If you do not know him or do not have a personal relationship with him, please invite him in. You can uh, contact us on our Facebook page, or um, if you're listening by any other streaming method, then you can reach out to us. Our church our contact information is on the Facebook page as well. So please, please, if you like further information, or if you're a little hesitant in accepting Christ into, into your heart or into your life on this day, and you just want some more questions, or you may need more guidance or more help, since you've joined us today, we extend the invitation for you to reach out to us. So please do not, do not feel that you are alone and do not allow the Holy Triumph, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be the best kept secret out there. Please share. And if you are not in a relationship with our Lord and Savior, please allow us to do the honors to help you build that relationship. So as we sign off today, I will pray. Father, we thank you for each and every individual that has joined us on this day. May they go in peace. May they go in love. But may they know that the Holy Triune is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that is a three-chord strand that can never be broken. That is what sets us apart from many of the other faith denominations. If they do not hold rightfully, our Lord and Savior in his respective place, that he died, but he rose again. None of the other uh, prophets from the other denominations can say that their prophets ever done such a thing. And that is why we know that there is one true God and he has promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he brought his, he sent his son here to live a life before us and as we do. And then as he left, he in turn sent the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, to stay with us forever and ever. And that is God's plan and God's will. And we pray that it will be your will to join a church family near you, if not Azusa International, Foursquare Gospel Church, but a church family near you where they can accept you and continue to reign as in the triune of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So in Jesus' name, I pray on this day that you will accept Christ in your life. Amen. Amen.
and amen. All right, so as I stop the recording. Recording stopped. All right, do we have any praise reports or prayer requests? And if everyone now that recordings have stopped, come on camera if you like to. Mm -hmm. 